because I found myself hooked by results, hooked by external circumstances and feeling consciously, unconsciously. Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Hey everyone, it's Chris Ward from Win the Hour, Win the Day, and today we have Tyson Sharp. I'm really super excited to talk to him about a whole bunch of things, and so we really want to get into this because he's going to talk about some stuff that we haven't yet talked about. So Tyson has coached hundreds of online business owners, helping them transcend their patterns of fear, doubt, and frustration so they can build a more conscious business as an extension of their personal awakening. He does this by connecting ancient wisdom or Eastern philosophies and Western psychology with modern day business building. Tyson is the creator of an online community, connect, contribute, collaborate, and is also the host of Awaken Your Business podcast. It's a great show. I've been on it. He believes that when you build a business from flow, creativity, and love, the universe will gift you with opportunities that mirror the inner peace you feel. If you're ready to take the heart's leap and create a meaningful difference, Tyson's superpower is helping you develop your wings to fly. Welcome to the show, Tyson. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. I am super excited, not just because I'm a big fan of a good Australian accent, but (laughs) we're going to talk about some things here that I tell you, I personally neglected for a lot of years. So I'm really eager to unpack this. So you talk, you know what, let me, let me stop and not tell you what you talk about. Why don't you tell us, give us a, a, say a 30 second sort of review on how you got to this position of, you know, your business and why you wanted to, to do it this way. Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, if I'm only here for the accent, let me know. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in 30 seconds, basically what I do now is uh, the reason why is because I found myself hooked by results, hooked by external circumstances and feeling consciously, unconsciously that I needed to achieve that next level of success to feel worthy, to feel loved, to feel enough. And I feel now, you know, like you said, coaching hundreds of business owners and having quite a large online community that I run now, it's basically a pattern that I find most people, most business owners uh, have unconsciously. So that's really what I'm raising awareness to. Yeah. And you know, there's so much to this that I didn't get for years. And when I work with my coaching clients with, you know, um, right now we're doing this whole thing, the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs. One of the big things I'm always talking about is pulling all these things off your desk because you are the visionary, you are the creator and you know, you're the one that moves the needle and gets whatever it is out you, whatever passion project you have, whether you're writing a book or a podcast, or you just want to have a bigger impact on your audience. But you know, people get caught up in, it's hard to measure creativity right off the gate, you know? So then you start trying to earn your keep and do instead of create. And I myself didn't realize sort of like how you get sucked into that cycle and that pattern. And that it is a little bit 
or, or dare I say it, a lot fear-based, right? So you're always looking at sort of what is, and I've learned what is really is what was, like whatever's happening to you right now, you created that in the past. So you're always looking at these external forces, uh, you know, for your results. And that just, that puts you in a bit of a tailspin. Would you agree? Yeah, totally. I mean, that's what people are starting to awaken to now and starting to realize, right? And people can feel that when you feel uh, like I need to be somewhere else or when you have this unconscious uh, story that says, I need to achieve this and this needs to happen in my life and this needs to change in order to me to feel how I want to feel, right? That's the, that's the undercurrent to a lot of people and their life and their decisions are based on that, right? Their decisions and their, and their actions are based on what, ne- what they think their external life needs to be like in order for them to feel how they want to feel. And that, like I said, drives, drives down to the, the belief around to be enough, to be worthy, to be loved. This is who I need to be. And this is the way my, my life needs to be externally. You know, also, when I, I went through this many years ago, and when I'm working with my coaching clients, sometimes what happens is when we start, you know, giving them some relief, and they start being more creative forces, which is what they started their business for, you get the sense when you're not busy, that you're not like when you're not frazzled and running around like a crazy person that you're not working hard enough, you're not sweating it out and grinding it out. And so if you can accomplish this in ease and flow, then really, if you just turned up, you know, took it up to another gear, you could get even more done, but you're getting this, you know, this efficiency and this creativity and this productivity because you are in flow. And I know too, um, you know, I learned in my personal life too, that I had to learn that there was some aspect of me where I had to like understand that I don't have to earn my keep. Like if there's a problem, I don't need to be the first person in. I don't need to be everybody's go-to person. I don't need to be the problem solver. I'm here to help. But you can come a little further and say, okay, I've tried this on my own. You know, could you help me out or whatever? I don't need to be jumping in even before somebody asks for help. But there is that sense of, uh, of work equals worth, I think. Mm, yeah, exactly. And it, it, it all comes down to, you know, these patterns that we're conditioned by when we're, when we're younger, right? Especially in the Western world. I mean, we, we only have one real fear one real pattern and one real belief when we're young like when we're uh infants and toddlers and that is that if i am if i am loved then i will survive right that's basically the only thing that's going on in our in our mind in our psyche and so we basically have this uh, unconscious question of who do i need to be in order to get that love that matters most to me because if we all know baby if the baby isn't physically loved they may die right it's called failure to thrive syndrome Mm. and and this is where uh this is how much it's hooked in our in our biochemistry and in our you know and and in our psyche is that if i'm if i don't get that love if i don't get that attention i'm not going to survive and so we develop patterns we develop uh conditioned ways of being that got us that love and it just so happens that, especially in the Western world, that was built through achievement, right? As if we yeah. walked, if we did something, if we, uh, if we got some accolades, if we uh, was on top of all the other kids in sports, whatever it may be, we got that love. We got that, that 
uh, that attention that to our unconscious mind is our very survival. And that's why when we're now adults growing a business and wanting to create more income and more impact, and like you say, get that win, once we have that, that object or once we have that, that obstacle in the way, it causes the fight flight response and it makes no logical sense why it would kick in the fight flight response. But when you understand your unconscious patterns, that's exactly why it's because it's, it's kicking in because your success is literally linked unconsciously to death. And that's why that that's kicking in. And so what I help raise awareness around is that there's a different way to go about it. There's a different way to build a business. It doesn't have to be from fear, from lack, from scarcity, from urgency, right? From desperation, but you can actually achieve in such a, such a more powerful and, and way that's in flow, way that's aligned, way that's creative, way that's built from love. Yeah, Once you jump, start to recognize this. Let me jump in there because I know for me, when I, like, I hear stuff like that love, when I'm in my business brain, I kind of don't always resonate with that. I kind of grapple with that a little bit. And I think, ah, I've got loved ones in my life. I feel really, and I like myself and, you know, I like my quiet time. So I was never able to relate to that because it just seemed a little that the woo-woo was coming too deep into the business, even though I'm very spiritually based. But what it does resonate to me is I didn't, understand the profoundness of like be needing to be liked. And when I say that, I also would like to argue that for the longest time, I certainly didn't think I was someone that needed to be liked and be like, you know, if you don't like me for no apparent reason, I can't change that. That's on you. I can't earn that. Right. But I think with this day and age of social media, I did notice until I was forced on it more aggressively for different reasons for my company, I did notice I always held back. I didn't give my opinion. I didn't, you know, I don't know everybody that's in the sort of in the chat room on social media. So I always was more of an observer or scroller. And I never put myself out there because I didn't realize that there was this, um, I don't want to use the word fear, but I guess it is. It's like, ah, I don't need it. Like if somebody invited me to a speaking gig or do something, I'm totally fine on stage, but to be injecting myself, what I felt like injecting myself in relationships, you know, or trying to make friends as people are scrolling by on social media, that to me was really uncomfortable. And I think it really does come down to what you're saying. It like leads to love to all these other things and these unconscious behaviors where I found it really painful at first on social media. And I'm just, I would say in the last year, getting over that. Like I was always the person behind the person and I'm happy to promote you on social media. But I think, you know, it really can be crippling. And I think it does limit your business that, and I think it's a different game now with social media. You know, is that something that you address as well in your work? Yeah. Not only is it a different game in social media, but it's also a different, like what, we're starting to heighten our level of consciousness now yeah. and the level of the consciousness of the planet starting to really shift. And I feel there's a key opportunity here where our business can go in flow with that can be in alignment with this new consciousness shift. Like for example, if someone was to go and see an ad and it's very uh, it's like a loud ad that it's like urgency and it's fear based, like we can start to see through that now right? We can start to, it's, it's, it's not drawing as many people in. And when it does, if, if that is what your business is, is based on, 
what you may be drawing in are the clients and customers who are triggered by fear instead of those who can co-create with you, those who are in your expansion, those who are the ideal clients, right? And that's just a, that's a, business, uh, a business point of view, um, but that's just a sign of what's happening in our unconscious mind and deep in our, in our psychology and in our spiritual awakening is that things are starting to shift. We can start to see past people's external patterns and we can start to feel what feels aligned to us. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that's starting to really, really shift. You make a really good point. And, you know, it kind of reminds you just triggered something in me that I hadn't thought about it a really long time. And I would remember when I was new in business, like the first two years or something, and you're so eager to prove yourself. You're right. You're proving yourself worth. I can do this. I'm new in business. Look at me. And if I had, let's say five clients and two were not what I would now say was not a good match, but back then I would have said, well, they don't know me that well yet, or we, we, we seduced them or signed them on or gave them a deal or whatever. And they would be taking all my time because they were more difficult. And I would be like, I was going to show them like, okay, you're doubting me, but you wait, I am going to put everything in this and I'm going to prove to you that this is time and money well spent. Well, they just were not a good match for me. And, and there are people coming with their own agenda and it was just not a good fit for a number of reasons. I would never, never, never do that now because now I realize a, there are a whole, whole lot more work and I just don't, I I'm not working with people that I don't thoroughly completely have fun with and enjoy. That's my whole mission in life. Now it's all about quality of relationships. But back then I think that does come from, you know, wanting to prove myself, wanting to be liked by a doubter and saying, no, no, I've got the goods. Let me show you. So I think it's really interesting when we talk about fear because I would have said I'm not a fearful person and most describe me as very positive yet. There's all these, uh, deep-seated behaviors that I didn't recognize two years later as fear or limitations. Yeah, it's awesome that you're saying that because you can start to see uh, you can start to see some deeper reasons. So, for example, I find a lot of people in in uh, in my community and my clients. Most of them are very happy. Most of them are, and most of them are successful, right? But mm-hmm. um, my deep question is: Are you trying to shift your emotions and feel more happy in order to avoid a side of you or are you trying to succeed in order to avoid a side of you i was on a business call and um and this and i was coaching this lady who was in this business group and she said yeah day to day i feel really happy and it took us it took her a step she took a step back when i asked her this question i said are you happy because your external circumstances match the way your ego thinks they should be Right. And that's a key question because you can start to see, am I succeeding and am I really shifting how I feel and, and, and trying to feel more and positive and more happy because I don't want to feel sad, right? Cause right. I don't want to fail. And with this shifting of consciousness, what I'm finding now is that those who succeed are not those who work the hardest and not those who work, you know, the, the right strategy, but it's those who succeed are now those who love the side of them that can fail. Right. Those who yeah. are now starting to make the most money are those who are going to love the side of them that can go broke or those who uh, put themselves out there are not those who use the right strategies and, and, and those different things. It's those who love the side of them that can look silly or that can make mistakes or that can be judged. And yeah. if you love those sides of you, that's where 
the, the, the success is going to come from. It's just a completely different way of seeing it and seeing if you are avoiding a side of yourself that needs that attention and love. Okay, let me break that down because I think that's really important. And that's another thing that I went through a, a painful process of learning is I used to think when I put stuff out there, I would work so hard and I wanted it to be just right because I wanted to show up prepared. I wanted to people to understand like, like I'm not messing around with your time. I take it seriously. So somebody would say to me, a mentor of mine saying, well, you're trying to be perfect. I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm trying to show you that the work is done and I've done a good job of it. And he gave me an example. He said, Chris, wouldn't you rather fail in three hours and find out what you have to fix than be working on it on your own for three months, put it out, and then there's all these learning curves. But for me, it was always not showing up prepared. But it was now, I think, a deeper seed of, oh, I, I'm embarrassing, like I'm embarrassing myself because I made a mistake or, you know, I put, when I was starting my podcast, I, I put this graphic up in this group. We talked about this in another show. And they, it was just the graphic for the uh, podcast. Which one do you want? Well, they ripped it shreds and it was just brutal. I'm like, okay, everybody calm down. And the old me would have taken it right down in a few minutes. And I was like, okay, so they didn't like these colors. There was a nicer way of saying this. But anyhow, I learned from it, moved on. But the old me would have just had that down. Frankly, the old, old me would have not put it up. The, the second version of me would have taken it down immediately. But that is a fear of being judged or people criticizing you or saying, you know what, you don't, you don't know what you're doing. And I, I would have not described myself as a fear-based person, but yet you do these little micro behaviors that add up to you being reactionary, I think is what you're, what you're getting at. Yeah. I think from studying what I do and, and coaching how I do it and doing the amount of work on myself, what I've realized if most, every single unconscious or every single uncomfortable emotion you have uh, is basically fear-based. It really is fear-based. If you're not, if, if the emotion isn't feeling, uh, you know, deep in a piece, then it's, it's coming from fear. You just need to work back to it. Uh, Tony Robbins says this all the time. It's like all roads lead to Rome. It's like anytime you have uh, frustration, confusion, uncertainty, doubt, worry, fear, lack, whatever. It always comes down to that unconscious story of who I need to be and what I need to do in order to be loved. It always comes back to that. I've out of hundreds of people I've coached one-on-one it's, it's never not come to that. It's never not, you know, buried down to something that that's, that's different. It always comes down to that. And so that's why I find when we, we uncover these truths, uh, people can start building a business from a very, very different place, from a very different level of understanding, very different level of consciousness. And you're accessing different resources within you yeah. that allow you to not only succeed, but do it in a way that feels aligned. Do it in a way that feels uh, like it's your heart's calling, like this is a pull for you. This is the reason why you're here. And if you can do that, if you can build from that place, you know that's really your success. And I found this within myself. When I started noticing I was hooked by results. Mm. I started realizing what is coming up in the form of fear. And I used to take action from that fear, right? I used to feel the fear of uh, the uncertainty of business or the fear around money. And therefore I'd try and go out and make more of it. All right. Which is really reacting. So it's not taking action. It's really reacting. Yes. Yes, exactly. And so I would basically feel that and take action from that fear And then 
I decided when I realized I was hooked by external results and I needed that to feel enough, I decided then that I wasn't going to take action from the fear. I was going to sit down and actually start looking at the fear. And what I realized was that fear was a five-year-old me that learned that I need money to feel safe Mm. or I need success to be worthy, right? Or I need to achieve in order to feel loved. And so what I decided to do was instead of trying to get more clients and make more money, I decided to sit down and meditate and hold a loving, safe space for this inner five-year-old that felt this fear, that had these beliefs. And what happened was, to my amazement, the fear just started transcending. The fear just started leaving. And the more and more I held a loving, safe space for whatever emerged, uh, the more started coming up, the more all those fears, doubts, frustrations, you know, I had sadness around past relationships. I had no clue was there. I had, uh, I had this confusion and this deep seated, uh, you know, fear around being broke. And I would just feel all of it. I, I actually sat down and I did it for six hours in one day. I just sat there in silence and notice all these patterns come up. And from that work, what I started realizing was, these patterns, these emotions are coming up so they can come out. They're actually coming up because they're ready to be released. It's just most business owners push them down and they resist them and they avoid them. And that is, that is just the, the, the practice of avoiding a side of you and allowing it to grow unconsciously. And therefore, it'll still run your decisions, your actions, your results, your moods, your relationships, yeah. your health. And, um, and so I just decided to take up this work. And since then it's been eight or nine months and I, I meditate two hours a day in silence and just be in that space of holding that love for whatever's emerging and just be in that space of, of surrender and allowing. So let's be clear because I'm here to tell you until pigs actually start to fly that I could not, I believe, meditate for six hours or even two. So what I want people to be able to take away from this is that there is a lot of what you're saying that puts us in a position where we come from a a reactionary desperation or fear of rejection. And that even if we start sort of weeding this stuff out of the garden, you know, what I, I think sometimes what separates the Eastern world and the Western world is that big bridge where you hear somebody say, oh my gosh, he meditates for two hours a day. You know, I I don't have that in me right now. So, you know, if you start with 10 minutes or you start with letting go, or you start with just understanding that you move from fear, um, I think that changes things for you. I, I know, you know, now, or even when I started my podcast or I was writing my book, you know, I would ask people now stuff like, listen, if you're open to it, I would love a review. Or if you're open to it, I'm really big fan of yours. Could, I'd love you to be on my show. Whereas before, excuse me, I wouldn't want to bother someone or ask them. Or, and that really was a fear of being rejected. And oh my gosh, what, why is she asking me this? Whatever. So I think there's all these things that I used to think the person you are after five is different than the person you are before five. Like I was really efficient at work and got things done, you know, and then your personal life is separate. But I think what you're, what you're doing a wonderful job of articulating is look, there's these foundational mappings to how you react and they're limiting your work more than you realize. Yeah, totally. And, and what you're saying is, is key is that, this the longer extended meditations isn't for everyone this is just my journey and this is just uh what my heart's calling me towards and it's your work 
So we want you to be really good at it. <laughs> yes, yes, totally. And so, and it's, it's gifted me with a lot of things. Like now that I do this work, deep inner work myself, I can help people right. very, very quickly, almost in an instant, recognize what side of them they need to look at or the, the side of them they're avoiding or the pattern that they need to release that they're not seeing. I can do that very, very quickly because I do it so much myself. And so not, not everyone, my clients don't meditate two hours a day. You know, they don't have to, some do, but that's only if they're pulled towards it. I think the, the underlying message here is that you have some uncomfortable emotions that are coming up yeah. and they're being triggered for a reason. And here's the analogy I use. It's almost like, if you have a five-year-old that's in, in the park, let's say it's someone else's five-year-old and they walk up to you, they come to you and they're very scared. Let's say they don't know where their parents are, right? And they're crying, but you can see, you can see there's love in their eyes, right? But they come to you for safety. Would you tell that five-year-old, go away until you feel better? Right. Would you tell that five-year-old, it's wrong you're feeling this way? You need to be feeling something else. You need to be fixed, right? right. Of course you wouldn't. You need to have confidence. That, Your parents will come back. Stop complaining. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, but no, that's that's what, a really good example. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what we do to our internal five-year-olds. Mm. That's what we do to our internal five-year-olds. When we have fear, doubt, frustration, we, we distract ourselves. Yeah. We, we basically tell that five-year-old that's within us, go away until you feel better. And yeah. it's wrong you're feeling this way. You need to be fixed, right? right? And so that's why I say a lot of people are trying to shift their emotion consciously and they can be avoiding a side of them that's still growing unconsciously. And what I found was that if you actually welcome in that fear, if you welcome in the doubt, the frustration, the confusion, whatever it is that's uncomfortable for you, if you hold a loving safe space for it to be there, you will actually, it'll actually feel safe to transcend. It'll actually feel safe to leave. And the reason being is because you become the parent that that five-year-old wish they had. You become the loving parent with unconditional love, unconditional safety, where it can actually now start to leave. It can actually now start to feel safe. And what you'll find is that those, you, you can basically feel any emotion and you can feel any emotion that, that comes up and it'll actually allow you to, like I say, get that win because what's stopping you from getting the win is the emotion that you're avoiding. Right. It's the emotion that you don't want to feel. A lot of people are not putting out their projects. Why? Because of how they think they will feel if it fails or how they think they will feel if they're judged right. or even Split how they think they will feel when they succeed. Some are fearing success. Like mm -hmm. everything comes down to how you don't want to feel. And if you're willing to feel everything, if you're willing to love those sides of you, there's literally nothing stopping you going out there and putting your heart into the world and building a successful business in a way that is not only profitable, but a way that makes the most impact. That is awesome. And it really, um, I think it is something we don't talk about enough or, or that it takes, it took me years to see little things bubble up that I thought, well, you know, I'm doing busy work. I'll deal with that later. Emotions were, you're right, meant to be managed, not, not to be dealt with. So tell us wise Tyson, where can people find you when they want to hear more? Yeah, so there's, there's a couple of things. If you're listening to this podcast, just uh, you can just search Awaken Your Business. So Awaken Your Business is, is my podcast. I do okay. these deep dives and uh, I, I love, you know, just coupling ancient wisdom and Eastern philosophies with modern day business and helping people, you know, really start to build a business consciously that's their heart pull and their calling. Um, but if you love community and you're on Facebook, uh, just jump over to connect, contribute, collaborate. That's the 
okay. the, the group where we're basically heart center business owners that are not only doing this deep inner work, but also collaborating, doing service exchanges, doing really, really cool work where we can, uh, where we all grow as one. And we, uh, yeah, and we do what we can to really serve some worthy causes around the world as well and, and make a difference. So it's a really cool crew. And I, uh, yeah, love serving them and fall in love with them every day. So uh, that's, they're, they're two of the main ways you can find me. Fabulous. And we will do that because not only did you speak wisely, but everything just sounded way more powerful with your lovely accent, I think. So <laughs> so, so you, you serve on all levels. So thank you again so much, Tyson, for being here. We appreciate you. And remember, everyone, to you know win the day, you got to win the hour. So we'll talk soon next show. Hey listeners, how would you like to have all the help you need to effortlessly run your business? Create a real business that supports your life instead of consuming it, even if you're bootstrapping it right now. I am super excited to share with you guys that right now we are gearing up to launch an amazing product, the Outsourcing Playbook for Busy Entrepreneurs, More Results, Less You. Go to comingsoonfromchris.com to learn more. That's comingsoonfromchris, K-R-I-S, dot com to learn more.